Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have the crew. Surprised that these gentlemen joining me throughout the interwebs. Of course, we have my boy, Cousin Damo, a.k.a. Dominique Marks. He is the host and creator of the Raw Sex Podcast. Make sure you're checking that out every single Friday. They drop a new episode for you. Make sure you're checking it out and subscribing to the Raw Sex Podcast. Me and Dominique on there, of course, giving you the real and the raw about everything from love, sex, relationships, and everything related towards that. So make sure y'all check that out. My man got a good thing going on there. And as we just hit episode number 50, big, big milestone. So clap it up for that. Clap it up for that. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed, indeed. 50 episodes. So shout out to Damo and the Raw Sex Podcast. We're going to keep it coming there. And of course, also. Of course, you act like you a contributor on there too, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, man. But you know, I'm just, uh, all I do is I help help turn the wheels of the the tr- the vehicle you're the one who really helps it go because <laughs> it's your thing and i'm glad to be a part of it and i appreciate you bringing me on to allow me to help produce it and also be a contributor on it. it's been fun i'm gonna so. say i'm the devil on one shoulder you the angel on the other <laughs> <laughs> true 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 indeed so make sure y'all checking that out and of course also with us is my boy jo here he always chops it up with us, gives us the reel on all the music and everything. My man here, my mortgage state compadre, who is always here with us in the building. Gentlemen, appreciate y'all being here with us today. And we're going to continue to give it to you, as we always do. Continuing to wrap up this year, want to give a shout out to all the fans and listeners out there. Continuing to pour the support out there. We're continuing to see our great numbers go up on our new host on Red Circle. So everybody, please, thank you so much for all of your support and for listening and for spreading the word. Continue to spread that word as we roll along here on the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. As we always say here on the Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics of MBTC. And now here we are. We're going to go back 20 years ago, guys. 20 years ago, and we're going to look at the second studio album by none other than Miss Badu, Erica Badu, and her second album, Mama's Gun, released mm-hmm. November 21st, 2000, on Motown Records, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Recorded between 1999 and 2000 at the Electric Lady Studios in New York City. And this was a part of what I like to call the Soulquarian Sessions. Now, We've already done two of these albums so far this year. This album, Mama's Gun, was recorded at the Electric Lady Studios and was done as part of joint sessions that also recorded the, all, the other classic albums that were a part of these sessions. D'Angelo's second album, Voodoo, came out in 2000. And Common, Like Waters for Chocolate, which came out in 2000 as well. And this was all part of the same recording sessions that produced these albums under the watchful eye of... Producers and musicians such as Questlove, such as Pino Palladino, James Poyser, musicians like Roy Hargrove, also present there as well with Jay Dilla. Just 
an absolute masterpiece and something that I still to this day want to see some sort of creative work like a documentary done about the Soul Quarian sessions that were done in the Electric Lady Studios. But Mama's Gun recorded between 1999 and 2000. Runtime of 71 minutes and 50 seconds on Motown Records. Producers, we mentioned to you them before, James Poiser, Questlove, Pino Palladino, the bassist, J.D., a.k.a. J. Dilla, Stephen Marley, who featured on that song here as well, Victor Duplace. Some of the musicians who also worked on this project include the following, Leonard Doc Gibbs on percussion, background vocals by DC's own Yazara, and also background vocals by Ndambi and Gino Junebug Young, the great Roy Ayers on vibraphone, Russell Elevato on guitar, Betty Wright on background vocals, Dreddy on bass and acoustic guitar, and then horn arrangement by the late, great Roy Hargrove. So, also string arrangements on here by Larry Gold, including violins by Charlie Parker Jr., Emma Kumro, Gregory Tepperman, and also violas by Davis Barnett and Peter Nokella. So this really was a complete effort of musicianship, of arrangements, and of production to sort of put everything together in these sessions that created three classic albums. <laughs> how they ever were able to pull that off, I still don't know. Still don't know how this was done, but, you know, nonetheless, we have here is Mama's Gun. It came out November 21st, 2000. So we're going to get into it now, gentlemen, to see what it is, what you thought about it, and uh, what you thought this past week coming up to review it. So I'll actually go ahead and I'll start this time around with you, Jay. This came out when we were both in Morgan. Uh, we had heard the very first single to this. By the way, the singles on this album for Mama's Gun was Bag Lady, which came out right in the beginning in September, September 12th. Didn't You Know, which came out later that year into the spring. And then Clever, which was in also in 2001. So, but Jay, we were both at Morgan that this time when this album came out. Everyone remembered hearing that Bag Lady single, which actually included not the version that was on this album, but which was the one that had the remix with the Dre, Dre's explosive instrumental over it, right. <laughs> which sort of caught everybody's eyes. But just take us back 20 years ago, Mama's Gun, what you thought when you first heard it back then and then listening to it this past week, what your thoughts were on it? Okay, yeah, so like you said, you know, back in Morgan 2000, you know, I first heard the Bag Lady Dream. I was kind of surprised it wasn't on the album, that version of it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I first, like, you know, you hear the drink come in, da, 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 like mm -hmm. that drink with Explosive. Mm -hmm. But then you hear Erica Badu's vocals, like, oh, hold up, what's this? Like, you know what I mean? Didn't like to see the video with the visual and everything like that. So it's like, okay, she putting her own spin on it. Because, I mean, even though, like, all of her talents is, I guess, like, you know, however you want to say her music is labeled, I mean, she is hip-hop. Yeah. You know, throughout this, so I mean, it's, it's definitely a hip hop influence. I think that was a genius move on her side, like to come out strong like that. Not to say that this one wouldn't have done well too, but mm -hmm. that one definitely is the one that grabbed everybody's attention. So just thinking back to that time at Morgan, like you know, of course by then by this time, Eric was pretty. She was pretty, a, a pretty much a seasoned artist. So like, and I don't know, maybe just like in the battle, <laughs> taking back Brian, like as far as like the head raps, because yeah. like Jill Scott was around during this time too. And of course, Erica Badu was on the head rap thing too. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely saw the influence again, like I think we mentioned on a previous podcast, as far as like the hair raps and the influence of it. Yeah. But then listen to like the other tracks, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she knocked it out of the park again. I mean, Jen was a whole vibe, like nothing felt repetitive. I mean, she just took it like different areas and, you know what I mean? Like even with like, the whole Stephen Marley thing, like, you know, like 
I guess a way later in the show as far as like you know what I like just my my input as far as like that collab between them because like you know Badu has that effect with men apparently <laughs> and the Marlies clearly had that effect with women as far as like being fruitful and multiplying maybe it was too much mm-hmm. freaking it like counteracting each other something I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it later but it's flowed out now but like hey look <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but nah, like I mean, the whole thing. I mean, she like I said, she did her thing on it. But yeah, like that that part always kind of like intrigued me as far as like, how that studio session go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Nah. Marley's do multiply, so yeah, that they do, that they do. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the 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 line himself definitely had plenty of um, offspring, mm-hmm. and many of them mm-hmm. followed his path into music. So yeah, you're definitely right and about that. And reproduction, shoot yes. with the Rohan, <laughs> right? <laughs> True. Damo, I go to you next. So what did you think about it when you first heard it 20 years ago or so? And then what did you think listening to it this past week? Um, 20 years ago. Sheesh, 17. Bowie High School. Mm, when I first listened to it back then, you know, you mainly just went to the, the singles, the hit singles, and then, you know, you just let it rock out or whatever. Same as like we've been saying, I guess you would say that whole studio session, they mainly just gave you a vibe, They're basically the same vibe, the whole album. If you was a smoker, this would be a good album for you. If you got the girl over and she liked to smoke, you can put the album on. And if mm. you ain't really trying to do set no mood, y'all just lighten up and chilling. Mm. Just throw this joint on, roll up, yeah, relax, put your head back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's... Yeah, that's all I, you know, I take from, this is a good vibe. It's a vibe album. Yeah. To me, listening to it 20 years ago, I was kind of struck. Even before I knew that there was these sessions that they had where they created these albums, like this was being created essentially around the same time that Voodoo and like Water for Chocolate was being created. I kind of had the feeling before I knew for sure because it had the similar type of feel to it. Like, all three of the albums sort of started out in a similar way with that opening track, something that really grabs you from the beginning. It, when I listened to it at first, I was a fan of Baduism, and I knew that, you know, when I first heard it from listening to that first track, Penitentiary Philosophy, I knew that it wasn't going to be the same type of album like Baduism. And when you hear that, and when you have folks who are a fan of a first album that was such a big smash like Baduism, you either have two schools of thought. Either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I loved everything I heard about it from the first second when I got into those first few tracks. As a matter of fact, the thing that I loved the most about this, even back then, is that how cohesive it sounded. Like being able to go from one track to the next to the next to the next with not really a breakup or feel like things sounded out of place. And this was in steady rotation. As a matter of fact, no shade to Jill, because while Jill's album, Words and Sounds, Volume 1, was in my rotation heavily, like a few Neo-So albums that came out this year. And for the record, I still think that this is, pound for pound, probably the best year in Neo-So history. Um, (laughs) Our end of the year countdown will solidify that when I name my list. But when this came out, this replaced that. And my disc changer, that, that replaced that one. And I was like, I bet this one has to go in now because I would listen to it. One. You replaced this one with what? Yeah, I replaced. Well, I didn't have the six one at that particular time. I only had a three, a three disc one. So <laughs> I didn't have the money for the six disc one. So I replaced this Jill Scott's with this one with Mama's Gun. And like you said, Damo is the 
biggest thing. It sets a vibe. Like you said, if you're not really trying to mess the mood up, but you want to set a certain mood, have it be chill, you want to roll something up. If you had a young and over, she smoked, you want to roll something up with her, you just want to chill and just vibe out. It's like that's the feeling you got from it. I got that candles lit incense like vibe from it all the time. And when I wanted to study, this was actually a go-to CD for me to study to when I was in school. And it's become a favorite of mine over these last few years. Listening to it this past week, what I sort of noticed, and both of y'all can appreciate this, to me, it almost felt like portions of it kind of felt like you were in a go-go. And I say that because it was like almost like the transitions were seamless from one to like to the other. Like even particularly, I can look at the runs from like tracks number like two through five. It's almost like you were at a go-go set, you know, going from Didn't You Know to My Life to And On to Clever. It was almost like you were at a go-go set. Like, honestly, you felt a lot of that same way hearing from one, going from one track to the next. And it's just like, yo, this is, this is like crazy, like how these transitions sort of melt into each other. And being able to listen to it and listen to the musicians on here. And it's everything from her lyrics, because... I think what one of the things when I read about this album, and I agree with it after listening to it several different times, was by duism, the lyrics probably meant were, weren't as like clear. They probably had some hidden messages towards them. The lyrics were definitely a lot more plain on this one, where it was like you knew exactly what it is what she was saying. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason why, for me, I like this album better than the first one, because I think the message is a little bit more clear. As you go through and you hear like, these same bass lines by Pino Palladino, these keys by James Poyser, <laughs> being able to, you know, hear things like hearing stuff like stuff from Roy Ayers and the horns coordinated by Roy Hargrove, the background singers, just the way that the songs and the messages that the songs had. I mean, the messaging out of the song like AD 2000 and of Orange Moon and of Green Eyes, which we'll all get into the song a little bit later. But I mean, I've been amazed by this album for 20 years. There's nothing has done anything to change my mind about this. If anything, my admiration for this has grown in the 20 years since it's come out. The conversations that I have with people about this when this comes out, like there are select albums you talk to people and you hear like those, when you mention the name of this album, that the reaction you get from other people says so much more about anything else that you could say. So that's where I was with that. And uh, just an exceptional work, um, a vibe, and a piece of like something that really like when you listen to it years and years later, you can still marvel at the greatness in the musicianship and also of basically the vibe that you could only imagine what it was like to be <laughs> in that studio to be able to hear those things. I mean, ugh. I mean, just to be able to be with D'Angelo, D, like D'Angelo, Erica and also with Common when they were making their albums and they were able to put an equal amount of quality into each one. So, again, there we are. So now we're going to get into the highlights and see what it is that you liked. We'll get into this, and I want to see where it is you guys have your highlights. So, Damo, your highlights, man. Tell me what it is. What what was your things that caught your eye back then and even now when you're listening to it? The singles definitely caught my eye then, right? And then you go now, I would say, you know, not understanding life, then a lot of that music back then really – you know, didn't catch me because, you know, motherfucker ain't been through nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so some of that music went straight over a motherfucker head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to that, oh, yeah. You really just go, oh, yeah, just, oh, yeah, let's roll up. Yeah. 
Mm. Bag lady, that's it. For real. <laughs> and a couple of other, then you you know you get older and you go through some shit, and then you know you listen to "In Love with You." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My life, mm. green eye, <laughs> green eyes. You know, you start listening you're like, oh, okay, all right, it's something different, and you understand that a lot of things that she's saying, like, oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. (laughs) So yeah, you know those are like the highlights to me. The music, the vibe, it's still the same energy, and you know it's Erica. So you know, she she get you can see why Bama's get come back transformed. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) go in the studio session, one man come back out, another man. Stars align a little bit different, and the the way the moons connect, and Mm -hmm. you know. Nigga, what the fuck? The energy. The energy feels different. Yeah. Let me go sage my house real quick. Yeah. Exactly. Burning sage inside of your house and you sitting there burning essential oils and next thing you know, you're using coconut oil instead of regular lotion and all types of stuff like that. So a whole bunch of different shape butters right. and black soaps. Right. Come on my come on my house, you smell nothing but incense. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, what's up, man? What's what are your highlights? Yeah, I'd like to um, kind of piggyback off Dom, like you know the singles, like Bag Lady, and um, really, I was like really feeling. Didn't you know? Just like mm. that classic, you mm-hmm. know, JD production, and Della. Just, like, lyrics. Mm. Yeah, like pfft, man, mm. I still don't think he gets the props he deserves, but that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. Um, so along with that, the joint clever. I mean, I know it was a single, but just the mm. messaging it kind of like speaks like louder now. Like pretty much like making the most of what you got. How she was saying like she didn't have much money and her outfit ain't cost but so much, but she yeah. made a joint fly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She was still rocking with like you know what I'm saying like she was royalty. So like mm-hmm. pretty much not. Of course not to say like to settle, but you know what I'm saying it's it's like what you do, what you got. You know what I'm saying like to get you to the next level. Along with that, the joint in love with you because I just like that back and forth between her and Stephen Marley with that acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. I mean, I just like was feeling the whole vibe of that joint. Mm-hmm. And then they like, go to like how I was saying earlier, like you know, say how Erica about do his hip hop, like the song Booty. Mm-hmm. You know, in light of recent events, apparently like, that that had to do with like Common and Jaguar. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, going back and listening to the lyrics now, I'm like, <laughs> damn, like she said, like, you know the whole encyclopedia, but your man says I'm much deep. I'm like, shit, like, I don't want him. Yeah, I'm like, oh damn, she doing disc records, like, you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? She's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and the drain, um, Orange Moon, like that, like the whole vibe of that drain. That's another, I yeah. say, like multi-purpose drain. You could blaze up or chill with your youngin or whatever like that. So, yeah. Or, or or just zone out like after a long stressful day, you know. And 2020, but I think we've all had long stressful days. So yeah, mm-hmm. nothing in drain like really stands the test of time now. Which was under better circumstances, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Orange moon. I'm an orange moon reflecting the light of my sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just those lyrics, man. That's really, I think, what stands out to me more so than anything is the lyrics in the album. The music is great. The production is great. The sequencing is great, but the lyrics on these on these messages in these songs, like you said, Damo, when you're 18, 17, you don't go through shit. But when you're 20 years removed past of it and you've been through a little bit of everything, yeah, that's what it is. My highlights. Didn't you know, I thought, (laughs) Della, man. I mean, (laughs) 
I mean, goodness. <laughs> I mean, he only had one, uh, only one contribution on here, and it was a hell of a contribution. And that right. was a hell of a song. Like, heading into my life and the and on, I love the fact that that was sort of a continuation from on and on from Baduism. And it's like you sort of just picked up right at, right from where she left off on that last mm-hmm. album. Um, I agree with you there, Jay, with Clever. It's um, a great track talking about making out of the best out of what you got, you know, doing what you can with what it is that you have. The track on there, of course, to me, will always be the fact that Roy Ayers lent his... <laughs> His genius on that track. I always remember that because that's one of the things I always remember when I pull that track up is that vibraphone. Booty is one, like you said, just <laughs> cleverly written. And like you said, looking back on things about Common and Jaguar and all this stuff that's starting to come out. And now you're, things are starting to reveal themselves. And it's just like, whoa. <laughs> <You're> so <laughs> very unconventional for an R&B singer to put out a track like that. But it's Erica, though. She makes it work just like she made Tyrone work. AD 2000, which was really an interesting track when you find out that the message in that was about Amadou Diallo. AD 2000 being Anno Domini 2000, the year of our Lord, the year that the album came out, but then AD standing for Amadou Diallo. Um, things like Orange Moon, a Yes, I Love, ba- Bag Lady, uh, Times of Wasting, I think, is a song that doesn't get talked about enough for a lot of you know these, but I think it was a great change up after you got into Bag Lady before you got into Green Eyes that it was like another song again the messaging and then the music in that as well just like another vibe out trout very very similar to me with Orange Moon and Times of Wasting I thought the the vibe was similar between those two In Love With You with Stephen Marley I've read a few pieces leading up to this week that this was one of the weak spots on the album and I'm like with what ears are you listening with? <laughs> I mean, to me, it's probably the simplest track on this album, but it's done so perfectly. Two tr- two guitar tracks, one bass guitar, and that's really all that you have. And a snap. <laughs> that's it. But you have a back, like you said, that back and forth between Stephen Marley and between Erica and it's really just like a, oh, man, the way that it, I wrote this last night when I was talking about this album on Twitter, the way that the two of them melted onto that track and sort of really just blended on that. Two different artists, Stephen Marley being mostly a reggae artist and, you know, him playing guitar, Erica learning how to play guitar, her being a neo-soul R&B artist. And it's something that you sort of put together. You're not really sure how this is going to work. But in the context of this album, it worked perfectly. And it was just like, (laughs) put those two together, and I think it's magic. That's probably, I would say, probably my first or second favorite joint on this album. And then to close the whole thing out with Green Eyes, which I like to look at as a three-movement track. And it's sort of like you move from Green Eyes, which is sort of like the denial part of the track. The denial part of it is sort of like, you know, no, I'm not really, <laughs> you know, my eyes really are green. I'm not jealous of you and whoever your friend is, you know, that's it. And then you move to the second part of where you're doing the bargaining part of this. And then the third part of it is the acceptance, you know, like I do admit that I love you, but it's too late, you know. And if you've been through that, you sort of go through those stages of a breakup when you break up with somebody, but you're still in love with them. 
And anybody who's sort of been through that sort of cycle in a relationship has all gone through all three of those stages after a breakup where you get to that denial, to that bargaining, to the acceptance that it's over, even though you still love them. So that, I think, was the perfect way to close out an album that was so expertly done. The different contributions on here from the musicians and also the contributions from the producers that worked on this, you could definitely see the influence of everybody who worked on it. And uh, those are my highlights. No lowlights, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about anybody who I've ever talked to or said, other than some of the things that I read that read about in love with you, about whether there was any, it's no lowlights on here. None. Zero. Whatsoever. <laughs> None. Whatsoever. So those are my highlights. The one thing I guess now I wanted to go into next is that everybody here, along with this, is also heard by Duism. Uh, if you were going to talk about this, though, when you say about this different Erica joints you have all heard, where would you put this in terms of the rest of her catalog? And either one of y'all can go first. Doesn't really matter. Damn, that's a tough one for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I'll I'll start it off because you know, hey, I don't, I'm not shy about saying it. I think this is number one for me. And to me, I think people will take this and look at you know, sort of like Baduism. And people will be like, oh, you know, you can sort of flip flop the two of them. I sort of look at this a lot like the same way that I look at D'Angelo's Brown Sugar and D'Angelo's Voodoo. A majority of people out there that I speak to that give the correct answer, at least to me, at least my opinion is, is that Voodoo is a better album than Brown Sugar. Um, (laughs) But there's some people out there, a few folks out there that I've encountered on social media and elsewhere that I say that Brown Sugar is still a better album than Voodoo, which I don't understand because I don't know what ears are listening with but okay but when it comes to sort of baduism and mama's gun i think that sort of you went into the same sort of discussion you know which is better to you and to me i think this is better i'm going with baduism one this one too yeah okay yeah that's just you know how i feel about the album mm-hmm. um, actually mm-hmm. the vibe was good but it don't put me to sleep it put you to sleep you said yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying? This joint put you to sleep. This joint put you to sleep. Mama's gun put you to sleep. Yeah. Oh, wow. it did. Okay. I had to go. I said, "Oh shit! Hold on, I got to listen to this show." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Terrible. They gonna kill me on YouTube again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Erica. <laughs> So what about you, Jay? What say you between those two as far as which one you think is better? Um, I still got I still gotta put Baduism up there like before this one. This train, you know what I'm saying? I was rocking with it, but mm-hmm. like and maybe I don't know if it's like other elements of like, you know, the fact that Badu Baduism is like more so groundbreaking to me. I didn't really feel like any new ground was broken with, you know what I'm saying, with, with uh, Mama's gun. Mm-hmm. Dope album, but I wouldn't say it it, it was anything like like I said, anything groundbreaking. hmm Yeah. Well, I, I disagree with both of you all. I think that <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with both of you all. I actually think that while Baduism, yes, was a groundbreaking album, I think that this also broke additional ground because it didn't follow the blueprint. Just like Voodoo didn't follow the blueprint of Brown Sugar, I felt like this didn't follow the blueprint of Baduism. And to me, I thought it was better for that. But that's my opinion, you know. So I'm glad that we get that. And you know what, Damo? I could actually see 
why you it put you to sleep because I think it's a it's really a relaxing type of album. It really is. It's a relaxing type that's of album. I so I don't just, think it's a bad thing yeah. that it put you to sleep because I think that's why I said I think you just smoke to it and yeah. put your head back. Yeah. And, and it ain't it ain't you trying to fuck a youngin or yeah. you ain't trying to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You can be in a jail in your house smoking, chilling, and next thing you know, you oh shit. And then keep the joint on. I'm not saying you gonna skip a song on the joint to mm-hmm. where oh this joint trash. I'm skipping a song. It just right. It just not, not good, not mu- good music, and it just yeah. Yeah, I think I to me, to, to me, I think this is like sort of like in the in the in the vibe of like if you're on a road trip and you're looking to chill things out, this is like a road trip album. You know what I'm saying? You could put this on and it rides for that. What is it? 72 minutes or so. I mean, that's like an hour plus, you know what I'm saying? And it's nice, easy listening. So, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that this puts you to sleep. Because I think I've listened to this a couple of times. And whether I was high or not, I ended up, you know, dozing off while listening to this joint, probably in the middle of Orange Moon or in the middle of Times of Wasting or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, you don't fall asleep necessarily because it's boring. It's because it's relaxing, you know. So (laughs) I'll, I'll put it in that vein. So now we get to the ultimate test, and uh, we see where you, what you guys think about it in regards to the final verdict. Is it a certified classic? It is a borderline classic. Is it a classic just in this time or not a classic at all? So I'll uh, start with you, Jay. What say you about this, your verdict? I say borderline classic. Okay. Borderline classic. All right. As opposed to you think, well, Baduism would definitely be like a certified classic. Absolutely. Okay. Damo? I'm going to go with a, a classic for its time. Okay. Well, I think this is the one time that we've actually come up with three different verdicts for an album <laughs> in quite some time, <laughs> which is actually a good thing because I'm on, the, I'm on the train here that this is a certified classic, man. No doubts, hmm. ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think that the reaction you get from this, the way people feel about it, and especially those who are hardcore Neo Soul fans, sort of to me gives me the the and the way that I feel about it. I mean, and just not just the quality of it, but then also the sort of the impact and the legacy that it's had. I remember reading up on this and doing research how uh, Rhapsody said that a lot of her uh, said that a lot of her inspiration for the album Layla's was wisdom came from listening to Mama's Gun. So, you know, it's like when you're able to influence like MCs like that, especially MCs of her quality, I think that sort of helps to speak towards it. But as I said, I think this is the first time we've come up <laughs> with three different or it's been the first time in a long time that we've had very different opinions about an album here on the Vault Classic Music Review. So that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jay says borderline. Damo says Justin, it's time. I say certified. So, hey, that's part of the reason why we do the show, because you never really know until you actually ask the question. And just so that everybody knows, I don't ask these questions to Jay and Damo before we get on. I only find out as soon as we I ask the question. So I'm truly shocked that we came up with three different answers. But, hey, that's part of the great thing about doing the show. You find things out like this. But. 20th anniversary, there was actually a deluxe edition that came out about this for Mama's Gun. There was also supposed to be, as we always say here in the age of the Rona, supposed to be a 20th anniversary tour that came out here with Mama's Gun that did not happen. Hey, it's one of the things we sort of run into when people wanted to do anniversary stores this year, and unfortunately it didn't work out. But either way, make sure you go check out Mama's Gun by Erica Badu, 20 years old as of this week. 
Make sure you guys go check it out wherever you're able to get music. Listen to it. Go watch the videos again because Badu's videos always are always very visually appealing. And the message that you see in them are always really great. But go check out Mama's Gun. Listen to it. And, man, just uh, vibe out to this, man, sometimes. Like, when you want to sit and chill out, everybody's going through some hard times. Here with the Rona, especially now with COVID-19, whether you decide to brew some tea or roll up a blunt or drink some liquor or something, sit back, have a glass of wine and listen to this joint and put it on. And, you know, if you really need some time to relax, hopefully you can listen to it. It'll put you to sleep just like it did, Damo. So we'll see. (laughs) But that is going to wrap it up for another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our new host on Red Circle. You can also sit and listen to us and check us out on any one of our social media channels on our link tree. If you go to any one of our social media sites, you can click the link tree in the bio. You can reach us on Instagram or at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and also on Facebook and YouTube, the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. You can search that, subscribe to the YouTube page, like the Facebook page, and also make sure you're checking us out to see our latest episodes put up on YouTube and also the latest posts on our Facebook Please interact with us on social media. Tell everybody about it. We appreciate all the support here. We do it here for you. We appreciate all the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and you make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, We say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8.